believe they fell for that, Steve. Phoned up EasyJet. Just like, can we have free tickets somewhere for a fake stag do? Yeah, fine. Hey, I'm Steve Fine. Thanks for joining me. This time, what it's like being freelance for audio producer Chris Hollis. Just spent two weeks, all day, every day, phoning and getting the relevant contact details and putting it in a massive spreadsheet and asking them if they would like to be put on a mailing list. By the end of it, I think I had something like 800 email addresses on this on this database. The moment where you're cutting it so fine that you might let people down, I think that's the moment where you've got to get other people involved. And actually, it's a, it's a really good thing to get other people involved, especially when you're doing something creative as well, because they have strengths that you don't have, and as a result, your, your business ends up producing better stuff. Getting to know people is the most important thing you could ever do as a freelance. Personal connections with people, knowing people beyond an email sign-off is, is really, really important when you're doing something creative. So Chris Hollis started life as a freelance journalist, but followed his passion for music and ended up making money from that instead. So uh, we'll chat in a moment. Don't forget, though, beingfreelance.com is where you need to go if you want to check out show notes, including links to the things that we talk about and some of the key points that we'll uh, we'll discuss. And if you could be a love, share this with people you know and review us as well on iTunes and Stitcher as it helps us well get get the message out there really right let's crack on chris hello thank you you're very welcome his his full disclosure by the way chris and i used to work together and we this was back in the heady days where we did a radio show together and it was a beautiful thing right it was the dizzy heights of of local radio celebrities it even included us dancing in leotards and following beyonce on her world tour yeah was that the moment that you decided to leave and go freelance? Pretty much, yeah. I think it, yeah, definitely strongly, strongly linked. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm still, I'm still reminded of that now. I, it, in all areas of freelance work. I thought you were going to say in all areas of my undercarriage. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> still, still reminded frequently. Uh, any new job I do, uh, someone who knows me from, from the leotard era, uh, will, We'll happily put that on YouTube. So I can't escape it. It's there forever, like a tattoo, like a like a crap tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I I was the the bloke who talked in between the songs. Chris was the bloke who who, who read the news. So that's where you kind of went first, wasn't it? You you decided to go freelance uh, with your journalism. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was kind of a. I was sort of I don't know losing losing faith, losing hope a little bit in journalism. Um, and kind of wanted to pursue a, mu- a sort of music-based career, um, and yeah, I, I sort of used used freelance as like a, a transitionary thing because I started getting off- offered a bit of like um, freelance journalism work, and I thought, well, if I can do that, and then I can also do some freelance music work, then I can sort of slowly make that transition. Ah, so your plan was always to kind of move towards the music stuff. Yeah, I sort of had a cunning plan to to get get out of of uh, radio journalism i was lucky in that because uh the work at the radio station but we'd been there a long time and um i think we were you know we were quite sort of settled there and on good terms with the the md at the station and everything so when i sort of like you know um put the idea forward of sort of going essentially part-time but on a freelance basis um you know the deal on the table was like 
I need to either do this or leave completely. Um, so they sort of said, well, you know, yeah, fine. Um, you can kind of do two weeks on, two weeks off sort of thing and share, and share your job with... Um, with another journalist yeah i mean the the end i must make clear at this point the management said it was fine i believe i said you're dead to me yeah yeah that's right yeah i mean the show became quite awkward (laughs) (laughs) so so you went um like two weeks on at the station two weeks off elsewhere yeah yeah so i was working but mainly freelance journalism i was doing a bit of news reading at other stations um i was doing a bit of media training as well with a company called crown media who do sort of media simulation for um various things but they've got a contract with the mod so i did a lot of sort of essentially pretending to be a radio journalist uh, in sort of uh simulation exercise kind of uh jobs oh right like tr- training people who work for the mod to answer questions to the media yeah kind of to deal with a certain situation so that you know they would build a whole fake scenario where something goes wrong or you know they you know uh, have to go to a, a conflict or something and there's all the media fallout of it and they have to deal with it so i would be playing the role of of a uh, radio journalist cool did you get to like wear one of those like blue helmets and stuff like that? i have i've worn the the press uh you know flak jacket and helmet but it's it looks less impressive when you're not in a desert or when you know in afghanistan when you're actually just standing in a field in salisbury so what happened next you know i I started um having a bit more free time so i was able to take um some more music related jobs um i went on a few tours playing playing drums as a, a session drummer um and and just sort of started pursuing all of the music jobs that I'd previously, you know, I had to turn down or not even consider because I was in, you know, full time work. So sort of becoming freelance and having um, being fortunate enough to have those two weeks where I, I knew I was employed because I mean, for a freelancer, that's that's sort of gold dust being able to know that even as a freelancer, you know, that you're employed for two weeks out of every month. So that was um, that really helped having that sort of steady work. It's quite rare, isn't it, to sort of have that crutch? I guess a lot a lot of people do full-time employment whilst doing work in their evenings and stuff like that, but you actually kind of trod both and got a taste of dealing with your own finances and finding the work. Yeah, that's it. And it was it was, it was was uh, a real bonus to be able to, to know going into every month, just to know that all of your bills were paid before you started, um, you know, taking taking other other work on to fill the other two weeks of the month it took a lot of pressure off uh, and and it meant that i could be more picky with the work i was accepting rather than just you know taking anything i was offered so tell us where you are now because uh, it isn't journalism and how you ended up doing that um so probably through the background in radio i um i was still freelancing at a lot of radio stations i was freelancing at kerrang and heart and uh, a few sort of independent stations and being a musician, I was always listening to jingles on air, always listening to production music. And I started thinking a lot of them sounded uh, not particularly modern and not particularly contemporary um, and started wondering if there were many sort of younger people uh, making jingles and, uh, and radio imaging sort of with today's sort of production techniques and, and styles. Um, so I started, you know, doing a few jingles and, and speaking to the people I already know who worked in radio and started getting a few on air and doing demos. Um, and before long, I realized that there was a bit of a, uh, 
a gap in the market for it. So I started moving into doing that more and sort of over the last three years, it's just turned into a, into my own business. And that's pretty much all I do now. And it's got to the point where it's not just you doing it. No, no, I've, I've got, um, a, a number of, uh, sort of writers who, who write jingles and, you know, I think because the way that music's changed, most musicians are also producers now. Um, so, um, if you, if you know people and through, through my work in, in music over the last sort of 15 years, I know a lot of musicians who also produce their own music and having the, the chance to sort of write and record jingles on a freelance basis is, is, you know, really nice easy work for them and it can all be done remotely as well did you find it hard though to to get to that stage where you think because when when you hand that work on you're not getting as much money basically like how how do you you know balance that i think it's just you know it's it's the the old work-life balance thing isn't it you know when you get to the stage where you know you're staying up until two o'clock in the morning working on stuff and you've already done a day's work and earned your money for the day, you get to that point where you're like, am I just being stupid now? Um, you know, I could just go to bed at a reasonable time and get someone else to do this um, and sacrifice a, a bit of cash for it. But I think you, you end up getting a bit of your life back as well. But there's definitely that moment before you get to the point where you can take other people on and get them doing the work where... I think you have to get to that point where you're just like, I can't, I can't do all of this anymore. <laughs> and you have a bit of a breakdown. Yeah. It can sort of feel like you're, you're doing so much, but you just, something's going to drop. It's like all that plate spinning is going on. And something's yeah. going to drop yeah. and it might well be you or it might be a client that you end up upsetting. Exactly. And, and I think the moment where you, you're cutting it so fine that you might let people down. I think that's the moment where you've got to get other people involved. And actually it's a, it's a really good thing to get other people involved, especially when you're doing something creative as well, because they, they maybe do things in a different way or they have strengths that you don't have. Um, and you start building a team and, and you can start tailoring which bits of work you give to different people based on their, on their strengths. And, and as a result, your, your business ends up producing, uh, better stuff as, as a result yeah that's nice you could you, you're not so big-headed to think actually i can do everything brilliantly myself no that's it you've got you know there are people um the people that i use who are much better singers than me um you know uh, better guitarists um and and you know there's some people who are better at, at making electronic music some people are better at making acoustic music so you can you, you start to build a pool of people who have a really good range of talents to cover lots of different styles of music and styles of production uh, and it means that all of your all of your jingles end up sounding varied as well rather than you know you can get into this kind of slightly cookie cutter style of production where everything starts sounding the same um and then stations will just stop using you because you know they don't want all of their all of their jingles sounding similar what have your biggest challenges been so far being freelance i think it has been sort of um you know uh knowing knowing when to pass work on and knowing when to sort of knowing when to grow the business because you always you get quite precious about your business because it's it's something you've you've built from nothing and you can become quite a control freak about it, I think. And, and sometimes it's quite difficult to let stuff go and, and trust other people to do a good job. 
Um, but once you found a team of people that you totally trust to do a good job, it's the most liberating thing in the world because you can, you know, you can send an, e- an email, like a brief off to someone and you know that they're going to see it in exactly the same way as you and what you get back is exactly what you're expecting to get back. And that's a really good feeling when you've essentially, you know, project managed something with really minimal effort <laughs> that's a great feeling <laughs> yeah i do that with uh with with an animator for example i can't do animation when i'm making videos well I, I you know i could do a little bit but not you know not really great animation and it's such a good feeling just to put it together and send it off and then a week later something comes back brilliant yeah i think that's it there's there's so much to be said for you know building a, a team of people that you just totally trust to to do an ace job do you have any sort of techniques to get over that thing where especially when you're working on your own where you think oh man i just can't think of how how to make this good like you know i can't think this morning how to write this script or to to write that jingle or whatever i think you have to be quite strict with your clients when it comes to creative work you've got to demand a brief like it's not good enough to just have can we have something that's catchy or can we have something that's quirky you know that that's not that's not enough and and i think people sometimes are so keen to get the work they'll just go oh yeah leave it with me i'll come up with something but nine times out of ten there's at least two other people in between you and the end client and you know stuff like music and and art and design it's all completely uh subjective so you know you could end up being on a totally different wavelength and you know end up writing what you think is the greatest <laughs> deep house jingle that you've ever written and the other client at, at the end of the process was expecting something that sounded like james blunt and 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 you've you've completely ruined what what they thought so we you know definitely insist on a a really really specific brief before we start work on something because otherwise you end up wasting everyone's time um and there's nothing more frustrating when you spent time on creating something that you think's great mm. and then purely based on you know opinions or taste someone comes back and says no i hate it it seems to me like you've really concentrated on a niche uh was that like intentional Did, w- at one point were you doing lots of things and you thought no do you know what i'm just going to become good at this particular thing yeah i think there's there's definitely a temptation as a freelancer to go oh well i'm good at this and I'm, I'm i can do that and you you just try and fill your your time with as much work as possible but you you end up that sort of jack of all trades master of none sort of scenario where you, you you don't really focus on anything and and when it comes to taking any of it forward you can't really because you don't have the time to focus on any particular thing so you end up just doing a ton of things at a, a sort of a, a a standard level do you know what i mean instead of um you know maybe dropping a couple of the things that you do and really focusing on one thing and there was definitely a moment for me you know a couple of years ago where i just thought do you know what? I'm, I'm i need to focus on the one thing that i think is going to make make money and has the potential to make money um and for me that was the, the jingle thing so you know i stopped taking the odd bit of news reading work and i stopped taking uh the odd bit of um you know production work from from bands and and just focused on the jingle thing and focused on you know the sales and marketing kind of side of thing which i've never been very good at i've never been particularly good at getting in people's faces and saying use me um so i had to make a real conscious effort to do that but it 
it, it did pay off because it means once you start putting yourself out there and really focusing on something that you're really confident that you're offering something new and different um you know if you put the effort in uh, i i think you do you do get the work out of it eventually how do you put yourself in people's faces here? Like, have have you had a strategy of? Because presumably you can't go around every single radio station and introduce yourself. When I decided to really, really focus on this as my as my living, um, I spent. I, I basically took you know two weeks off of work and just spent two weeks, like all day every day, phoning radio stations and getting the relevant contact details and putting it in a massive spreadsheet and asking them if they would like to be put on a mailing list and then built a huge um, database. I think by the end of it, I think I had something like something like 800 email addresses on this, on this database. And then I used uh, MailChimp, which is a sort of uh, email, you know, mailing list software thing and put together a, a sort of introductory offer um, where I was offering jingles at a, a, a cut. And did you monitor how that email campaign went? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, the email software, like you know, Mailchimp, they've got every stat you could ever want. Once you send one of these emails out, you can see who opened it, how many times, where they were, how many times they looked at it, what they clicked on, uh, and then and so you you've instantly got sort of leads to follow up on then because you know you know that if if a radio station has opened your email 16 times, then the likelihood is it's because the sales manager has sent it around all of their sales executives and, <laughs> and they've, and they've all opened it. Yeah. Um, so that's when you know that you can phone that station and say, hello, it's me. <laughs> um, you might want to work on that voice. Maybe that was, a- I, I think they, they remember you for it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. So, and have you kept that, that up you said that was a couple of years ago have you maintained like a regular email out and have you developed that into like giving them i don't know, you know like a, a blog advice on making killer creative or whatever it might be or have you simply kept it to a sales message yeah I've, i mean i i'm i'm bad for the the whole marketing thing i must admit i'm not i'm not great at it um and my wife works in marketing as well and she's constantly giving me a thick ear over it but um that's that's one of the things that you know for this year i really want to focus on the regular marketing thing where it's not just hey come and buy a jingle it's just keeping people updated with what you're doing and just keeping that regular line of contact i think it's really really helpful because because it inspires people as well when you're doing a creative job even if you are just sending out a monthly uh email saying hey here's some of the stuff we've done that might inspire people to approach a, a similar client their end and and you might get more business out of it that way so that's certainly something that i should be doing but i'm not doing enough of it's it's brilliant though that you i mean and i guess in, in a way this is something you could outsource but i think the fact that you made that personal connection is really important the fact that you took the time to phone each of those stations and build that list so you weren't relying on people coming to your website and filling in the fact that they'd like to join your list Mm. and you couldn't just send them the email because that's probably illegal somewhere down the line so you purposely went out and thought right well who do i want on my list it's great definitely well i think getting to know people is the most important thing you could ever do as as a freelancer or as, as someone in any kind of business because uh, and I, I think especially when it comes to doing something that's you know creative as well because 
you can completely gauge what sort of thing people are going to like on on personality. So if you if you've already had a conversation with someone, even if it's not relating to one specific project, if you've if you've had a conversation with someone about something, you know what makes them tick creatively, and you know how to uh, what what sort of thing they'll like and what sort of thing they won't. Um, so I think personal connections with people, knowing people beyond an email sign off is is really really important when you're doing something creative what are the apps you couldn't do without uh well logic for a start is fantastic um i use it for all of my music production and i love it i use a lot of ipad apps as well for um for sketching out jingles um on the go i use um there's something called gadget which is um an app by korg uh, which is really good for just coming up with uh, ideas, a really good sort of music tool for for building stuff and, and coming up with a sketch and then you can export it and, and work on it once you get home. So I use that for sort of sketching out ideas a lot on the go. Nice. What was that called? That one's called Gadget um, by, by Korg. Um, but I mean, I think the iPad for, for music production has just been incredible. Is there any books or blogs or podcasts that inspire you? I think in terms of, you know, music it's just keeping keeping a, a finger on the pulse of of what's what's popular and and listening to styles of music that you wouldn't normally listen to you know I, I grew up listening to you know rock and heavy metal and punk and and all of that sort of stuff whereas these days i find myself listening more to pop and listening to dance music and just you know taking taking production tips from areas of music that i wouldn't normally listen to that's not just a professional thing that's just getting older by the way i just really love taylor swift yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) sorry so um i quite like this bit can you tell me three facts about yourself or your career make two true one a lie let me figure out the lie okay um i once played drums on a uh, rocky horror tribute show um and we replaced the words for fame you know the bit in fame where it goes forever 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 um we had too much to drink one night in exmouth and decided to sing the backing vocals in exmouth in exmouth in exmouth (laughs) uh, to see if the crowd would notice but you you said you were touring with the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but you just sang a song from Fame. Yeah, it, I think that was a copyright thing. We had to do some songs that weren't from Rocky Horror Show. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I mean, the I thing thought, is, I've I... made this really obvious that this definitely happened, haven't I? <laughs> well, I don't know. It was either a really bad lie where you didn't even know what the songs in the Rocky no, Horror it was, Picture it was a, it was a show that was a celebration of rock musicals, but it started life as a Rocky Horror tribute and then they got sued, so they had to, <laughs> they had to introduce loads of other songs from like hair and little shop of horrors and all the others okay so that's true next <laughs> uh, yeah um okay so um yeah uh i i, I don't know because the problem is we work together for so long you probably know most of the things that i've done <laughs> uh, do you know i'm very insular i don't really pay attention to anybody but myself oh uh, another another fact um i got married in june last year that's a rubbish fact well it, it's a fact you, you didn't say well, that to be good facts. I don't know whether that's technically true because I didn't get invited. So, well, I'm dead to you. So why would I invite you? To be fair, I didn't invite you to my wedding. Yeah, no, you didn't. Doubly awkward. Especially because you kidnapped me and took me to um, Amsterdam. 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 Yeah. 
we we just started our breakfast show that morning and suddenly uh, a whole replacement breakfast show as in like a whole new presenter a whole new news person a whole new travel presenter yeah. all walked in the studio organized it all chris had blagged three flights off of EasyJet, Idiot. we were whisked away to Luton and uh, found ourselves in Amsterdam yeah. <laughs> for the rest of the day. For an on-air stag do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, how did, we, how did you get... How did I, you can't, I can't believe they fell for that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Phoned up EasyJet. Just like, can we have free tickets somewhere for a fake stag do? Yeah, fine. <laughs> Brilliant. Was it June? But this better not be a lame lie where it was May the year before. <laughs> no, it was. No, it was just a really crap fact. I mean, uh, no, it was June last year. Uh, so I mean, okay. You know, well, here, here comes the lie. Yeah, then, here everyone. comes the lie. Um, Jeez, like you of all people who have worked on a breakfast show should know the importance of making this work, huh? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. This is, this is why the show failed, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to lie under pressure, isn't it? Is it? Is it really? Come on, you've been married a year nearly. (laughs) That's not under pressure. (laughs) (laughs) That just comes naturally after a year. Uh, Okay, well, let's leave that there, shall we? But I like the uh, the Rocky Horror picture, not much of a Rocky Horror picture. Yeah, I'm a really good liar. There you go, there's my lie. Um, Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Where can people find out more about you? Uh, they can go to newnoiseaudio.com. Newnoiseaudio.com. Um, we'll put uh, links to some of the key topics we've talked about uh, in the show notes, along with links to the apps and stuff that you've talked about as well. Uh, so that's all at beingfreelance.com. Go take a look at that. If you've enjoyed this, please share it. Heck, we've done a few now, so review it, if you will, if it's nice. Uh, if not, uh, uh, go, and, go, go, <laughs> go and leave it on somebody else's. Yeah. Pretty much if the sort of stuff people say at the end of podcasts, isn't it, I think. I think so. Cheers, dude. Uh, You take care of yourself. Best of luck being freelance. You too. Cheers. Cheers.